bless my hours, bless the things that I do, um, then we're really just working at our own, with our, within our own ability. And that completely cuts out God's supernatural power. God wants to work in your workplace. He wants to work in your business. He wants to manifest himself in that place. So I want to encourage you to give him the opportunity to do that. I remember I used to work as a sales rep from a few different companies and a sales manager for a while there. But I was working for a company called VisiBoard. Some of you may know it. Largest privately owned company in Australia. At the time, Dick Pratt was the owner. He's dead now. But um, his son runs it. But uh, I remember I hadn't been there that long. And um, uh, one of the... I'd been out talking to one of my clients. I'd got this new client and uh, we made, um, I mean, who believes that this guy's one of the wealthiest guys, well, he was the wealth, second wealthiest guy in Australia and he makes cardboard boxes. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? Um, but anyway, uh, this there's a lot of boxes out there. Did you know that? <laughs> um, everything comes in a box. Um so anyway, I was, I'd got this new client and I needed to get the, the, I don't know how many thousands of boxes that he wanted uh, for his products. And, um, and then I've gone to the operations manager who runs all the, all the uh, production and uh, manufacture of the boxes and everything. And he goes, there is absolutely no way you are ever going to get those boxes on that date. You know, we've got all this backed up. And I said, yeah, but that's the time frame. Yeah, I don't care. Um, operations managers can be like that. But he's like, I don't, I don't, well, he's added a few other words into the, uh, <laughs> into the, uh, into the sentence, shall we say. I don't give a boop, booty boop. That's not happening. So anyway, I've gone away. And I was new, so I wanted to bring in new clients. And I was wanting to prove myself, I guess, and show that they made a good decision in hiring me. So I said, I gotta, this has got to happen. This has got to happen. So anyway, I went away and prayed. I said, God. You need to make this happen. This is important to me. It's important to me. I believe you've given me this job. It's important that I do well in this job. It's important that I can keep this client and I don't go back on my word because I. it's not like I said something that was outrageously um, unachievable uh, at the time. It was only because everything's backed up. It was the time frame. But anyway, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. I, just, I don't know how many hours I was... Um, yeah, sometimes you're so engrossed in something. I don't know how many hours I prayed. I look back now and I think, what the heck was I so nervous about? But at the time, you know, these things are big things. They're big things. And I'm praying. I don't know how many hours I prayed. Anyway, I've woken up the next morning. Six o'clock, I get a phone call from the operations manager. He goes, I don't know who the hell you've been talking to. <laughs> but your boxes are in the warehouse waiting to be picked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I don't even know what happened to this day, how it happened, but it happened. God wants to work in these places. If you've got a situation and you're under pressure and you're trying to get things done, look to God. Look to God. He wants to work on your behalf. He wants to manifest His goodness and His love. He wants to show you that He's there and he wants to see you prosper. He wants to see you blessed so that you then can be a blessing. So that you can honor him when he does something miraculous. And he loves to show off. 
He loves to put you in a situation where it's no longer within your power to make it happen and then go, okay, you, you finished trying to make this happen? You giving up now? All right, stand back. <laughs> stand back and put your sunglasses on. Or stand back and put your safety glasses on. I'm at work. And then he does stuff. Oh, I don't know how many times God has turned up and changed things and worked miracles be- simply because we come to the end of ourselves. But we don't like coming to the end of ourselves, do we? We don't like feeling that we're reliant upon somebody else, particularly us men. I think that's oftentimes why men find it really hard to pray and to give things over to God. We do not like being reliant on other people. Um, We like to be self-sufficient, we like to be contained, and we like to be in control. Why are you guys looking at me like that? Like, is that right? Am Am I telling the truth? I'll ask your wives, they'll tell the truth. <laughs> and, but I'm telling you, if you will allow God, allow God into that place and say, God, I need you to work in this situation. Nothing is beyond his ability. Doesn't matter what you do or what you're involved in or what's going on. He is able to do incredible things in that place. Amen. So, authentic Christian living must extend beyond ourselves and stretch out the hand of solidarity to those who are getting left behind through progress. Progress is God's blessing on the planet. Progress is a good thing. And people say, oh, God wants to take everyone back to the Garden of Eden. No, He doesn't. Have you read the, have you read the last book? Everyone's going to be living in a city. The city of God, not the Garden of God. God is moving towards urbanization. That's God's plan. The best place you can live is in a city. He's not taking us back to the garden. But it's a city where cities also have a lot of complexity and a lot of things can go wrong, particularly when God's spirit is not there and it's not a perfect world. And so God puts the church in the city. He puts Roselle in, C3 Roselle in Roselle so that as progress happens and the gifts, the creativity that God has placed within people happens and, and society progresses and moves forward and urbanization happens that when people are being left behind, there is people there that have a heart to care. It's not like, oh, well, it's not Darwinism. It is not survival of the fittest and if you get eaten up and if you get chewed up and if you get rolled over well too bad you weren't strong enough that's not the gospel the gospel is who's picking up the people that are getting left behind who's reaching out to those that were disadvantaged who is looking after those who are falling through the cracks as society moves forward that's our job that's the purpose of the church that we are taking care looking out for and making sure that these people come along for the ride come along for the ride <laughs> um, you say, why would someone do that? Why would someone want to do that? Why, why do we not? Because of the gospel. Um, because someone has heard the voice of Jesus in Matthew 25, 40 that said, Truly I tell you, whatever you do for one of the least of these, brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. When you do something for the least, when you do something for the disadvantaged, when you do something for someone who's being, and they don't have to be poor, but someone who is struggling, life is beating them up. 
things are going wrong and you reach out a hand of solidarity, you reach out a hand of love, you reach out a hand say, look, whether it be support, whether it be encouragement, whether it be finance, whether it be this, whether it be that, whether it be helping and working together, we are manifesting Jesus Christ and we are doing it to him, he said, not just for him. He said, when you do that for that person, you are actually doing it for me. You're doing it to me. That blows me away. That Jesus identifies, he identifies with everybody, but he specifically identifies with those who are being left behind in the march for progress. People who fall through the cracks. God cares about them. And we look, when we see them, when we reach out to them, when we try and help them, whether it be through education, whether it be through housing, whether it be through feeding, whether it be through a whole bunch of other things that um, I'm thinking about at the moment. God keeps saying, when we do these things, we are doing them for, to Jesus. When we reach out and pick someone up, we are picking up Jesus Christ. When we help somebody, we are helping Jesus Christ. He said that, not me. He said that. <clears throat> So why do we do that? Because Jesus asked us to do it. Because we heard his voice say, when you do this for this person, you're doing it to me. Or we hear him say in Philippians 2, 1 to 4, don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside. Why don't we do this? Everyone goes, oh yeah, that, what a lovely idea. <laughs> what a lovely concept. Let's discuss that. Let's talk about it. That is just beautiful. I'm not going to do it, but oh, it's a marvelous idea. Why don't we do it? Because we're afraid. We are afraid that if we truly live the gospel, put ourselves aside, that we're actually not going to get ahead. That's what we truly believe. We believe we're not going to get what we want. We're not going to prosper. We're actually not going to achieve the things we want to achieve if we do it God's way. So it's fear that causes us to live that way. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. I mean, you read ethics books or whatever, or they're talking about leadership or any of these secular books out there, and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, they... They espouse all these great ideas, all these gospel ideas, but they can't do it. It's not manifest in the workplace, or very rarely. But we have an opportunity to manifest it. We have an opportunity to show a different way. We have an opportunity to reveal the gospel and the love of God in a way, and through faith and believing God, knowing that if we will help others get ahead, He will, He promises to make sure that we are looked after. That we are looked after. He says, he goes on to say, <coughs> this scripture just blows me away. Don't push your way, this is the message translation by the way. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweep your talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. And as we do that, not only do we manifest like a mobile phone manifests Wi-Fi, the love of God and the heart of God and a different way of living, a different approach to living, 
But God pours out his spirit in that place and says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. That's what releases God's favor and blessing and and heart on our lives. (coughs) So, what time is it? I'm just about to finish. But anyway, you want to know what I'm thinking about at the moment? This is what I'm thinking about. Wouldn't you love to be thinking about what I'm thinking about? Don't you, aren't you glad that you got your own job? <laughs> you don't have God waking you up in the middle of the night saying, I want you to do stuff. Or my wife waking you up in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, um, so, in conclusion, why, why, why am I saying all this? Because I want us... I want us as a congregation, as a church, to have the heart of Jesus Christ and do what God has called us to do. That means paying our tithes, putting our tithes in so we can do what we need to do. If you're not tithing, start tithing. Get on board. Vision Builders is optional. Tithing is not optional. Tithing, if you're a Christian and you're a believer and you're in a church, you just do it. (coughs) That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Vision Builders is about buying buildings, it's about establishing education, it's about television, it's about a whole bunch of other things. So this dinner that's coming up, and everybody is invited, but you will be asked to give money. Now, you don't have to. It is a fundraiser. It's not a free meal. I mean, they say it's a free meal. It's not free. (laughs) It can be free if you go and have the meal and you don't give anything. And no one will say anything if you do. And if you're not sure, then you're still welcome. I don't want you to not come because you're thinking, I don't want to give. That's all right. Because you'll hear the vision. You'll hear the heart. You'll be inspired by what we're doing, not just as a congregation here, but around this city and as C3 around the world, that what we're a part of and the lives that we're changing and the difference that we're making. Um, and so come, come to that dinner. Make sure you're there. But I'm just letting you know up front, you, you will be asked to contribute. And whether you decide to or not, that's your choice. And no one will ever ask whether you have or you haven't. <coughs> um, uh, but that's the way it happens. That's how progress happens. That's how we make a difference. That's how we do all the stuff that we do. Because people get on board with the gospel message. They start to contribute. They, they bring their tithes. They bring their offerings. They bring their vision builders. They invest in the kingdom and the purposes of God. And the church goes forward. And the kingdom goes forward. And the love of God is manifest. It's not just out there somewhere. It is actually manifest in people's lives. People see it. They can touch it. <coughs> <coughs> We are the ones we've been waiting for. And that's a statement that's been resonating in my heart. You know, we're saying, oh, we're waiting for this, we're waiting for that. You know what? You are the person that you're waiting for. I need someone to do this. No, it's you. It is you. It is you. We are the people we're waiting for. Not somebody else. We're the ones that's going to make it happen. We're the ones that are going to bring a difference. We're the one that's going to transform the inner west and see so many lives changed and transformed by the power of God. People saved, water baptized, filled with the Spirit, on fire for God, but also seeing their socioeconomic situations transformed, seeing their their educational situations transformed, people who are disadvantaged, people who have missed out because of circumstances and situations, whether it be in their control or out of their control, we can make a difference. We can help people live the life that God wants them to live 
and to manifest that love in this place. And that is why we are here in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand.